It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers are searching for a new head coach and a GM, and y'all have questions, and I'm here to answer them on this weekly Friday mailbag edition of Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council where every Friday, like today, throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in to me for next week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchased. The Carolina Panthers are simultaneously looking for a head coach and a general manager. And there are many questions that y'all have about that. And I will answer those questions here on today's show. So let's go ahead and get started with Adam, who says, I love Dan Morgan, but do we really need to consider him for GM? I don't want any Scott Fitter like minds being considered. What do you think? I have thoughts, of course, Adam, this is not a similar situation to the one in Pittsburgh when Kevin Colbert decided that he was going to retire and they were going to elevate their assistant general manager, Omar Khan, to take over the role. The Steelers are a winning organization. They were a winning organization under Colbert. They won Super Bowls under Colbert. And it made sense to stay in-house with that general manager higher. Of course, the Rooney Rule comes into factor, which that's named after the Pittsburgh Steelers owners. So... They went out there, hired a guy that they felt like could keep the ball rolling there in Pittsburgh. Look at Baltimore with Ozzie Newsome, who helped them have a ton of success there, especially with John Harbaugh as the head coach. He retires, and he decided that we're going to elevate somebody in Eric DaCosta, who had been there with the organization. Totally different. Steelers, Ravens, winning organizations. Carolina Panthers under David Tepper currently are not a winning organization. So it is a little interesting or a lot interesting, that Dan Morgan, a Carolina Panther great, if you want to call him that, but one of a one of the better players, of course, uh, during that period of time was outstanding in that Super Bowl that Carolina Panthers unfortunately lost, was outstanding all season long, dealt with concussions, but was a good player, and he is one of kind of the pillars when you talk about the linebackers we've had in Carolina. you got Sam Mills, you got Dan Morgan, you got John Beeson, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, maybe now like Frankie Louvre and Jack Thompson. The Panthers had so many great linebackers, and he has been a part of that linebacker fraternity here in Carolina, and he's also taken up as a general manager. Well, not a general manager, but as a um, 
personnel guy in the NFL, having worked in Seattle, having worked in Buffalo, and now coming back here to Carolina to team up with his former uh, co-worker and Scott Fitter, who, of course, is no longer here in Carolina. Looking at the Carolina Panthers right now, they are a team that has one of the worst rosters, if not the worst roster in the NFL. They just went 2-15. and And you have to ask yourself, if you're David Tepper, do I want anyone to be a part of this front office that played a role in a 2-15 and season? The Panthers probably need to have an extreme overhaul on roster. Bryce Young, they're stuck with him for at least the next two seasons. But everyone else, they have some serious decisions to make when it comes to what they're going to do with the offensive line and having to find new receivers. We'll figure out what they do with the running backs, with tight ends, and all of that. They need a roster overhaul there on the offensive side of the ball. And they need to be able to go out there and draft better and evaluate better. And they have not done that. So do you want anyone who's been a part of this organization the last couple of years under Scott Fitterer that didn't take over as a general manager here in Carolina? I understand that Dan Morgan may be a sentimental favorite because of the whole nostalgia of it. But since he's been here, the Panthers have been one of the worst teams in the NFL and are currently going off of this season, the worst team in the NFL. Should you really be considering somebody who's been here to be a part of this mess? I don't know. It's a question David Tepper has to ask himself. I wouldn't look at him as a favorite, um, but there's some momentum there that he could get a real shot at the job as he's going to interview. Same case as me or Suleiman's going to interview, Adrian Wilson. There's some reporting that he may interview as well. So Dan Morgan, we'll see. But of those three, it looks like he would be the most likely to end up being the general manager here in Carolina of the internal candidates. Over to Cam now. He says, how long do you think it will take for them to hire a general manager? feels like they should hire the GM to hire the coach. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be that linear. I feel like just right now, hey, you can talk to GMs with head coach. You're going to have to wait a while to be able to even bring that person in. You could be waiting until after the Super Bowl. So we're talking about early February before you can really even hire a head coach. And due to NFL rules, the Panthers cannot interview in person a head coaching candidate currently employed by another team until after the divisional round of the playoffs, which is the week of January 22nd. So we're still 10 days away from the Carolina Panthers even having the ability to sit down in person with Ben Johnson, with Frank Smith, and some of these other big-time candidates that the Panthers will be looking at during this head coaching cycle. With that being the case, you can already go ahead and speak to GM candidates. They're already interviewing guys right now, and they can come work for you as long as the team that they're hired by is cool with them going ahead and leaving right away. That would make me think that maybe you hire GM first, but don't have to do it quickly. They were way too quick in going out and hiring Frank Reich. David Tepper could have been more patient. Maybe he wants to be patient, play this thing right, wait to get his head coach, and then maybe target a general manager after that and have the head coach have a say, or possibly does he want the GM to have a say in all of it. The whole alignment, that's an important thing. They need to be able to work together, need to be able to like each other. That can't be a toxic relationship. So either way, whether it's a head coach first or the general manager first, both of those guys are going to have to really approve of the other. The head coach comes first, he's going to have to really approve of the general manager. The GM comes first, he's going to have to approve of the head coach. So we'll see how all that works out. I don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen maybe at the end of next week. It could happen at the beginning of February. We'll have to wait and see. They're still collecting a list. They're going to try and interview some guys, and we'll see how that all plays out. Now we're to JJ, who asked me, how would you rank this head coach-free agent class compared to past off-seasons? It's kind of a loaded class. Bill Belichick 
no longer the head coach up there in New England. It's not a shocking uh, development at all. I think Pete Carroll, in a way, was. Now, Pete Carroll is in his 70s, just like Bill Belichick and like Nick Saban. You have those three guys all leaving their post. Now, Carroll, it's more of a retirement, but there's still seems like there's a hint of maybe he's going to coach. He had said earlier in the week that he still had a ton of energy, still wanted to coach. But whatever reason, he's they're moving on from him up there in Seattle. I think Dan Quinn would be the target for the Seahawks unless the Cowboys flame out this weekend, lose to the Packers. Then I think Jarrah Jones is going to go out there and try to hire Dan Quinn, who's beloved by the players down in Dallas. And Dan Quinn is already getting interviews like everywhere. So he is one of the top candidates for sure. And he is a proven head coach in the NFL who's gone to a Super Bowl. Yes, 28-3. to They blew that lead. We'll never forget here in Carolina. And they'll certainly never forget New England. And or, of course, down in Atlanta. And the wheels kind of fell off of it at the end as they were 0-5 when he got fired. But Dan Quinn, overall, solid coach and getting a second chance. I think certainly someone who's deserving of a second chance in the NFL. So you have Dan Quinn, who's already a hot candidate. You have Pete Carroll, who could be available to be a head coach. It's sounding like from what he had to say at his press conference on Wednesday. Bill Belichick, he's available. The all-time great head coach in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh coming off a national championship, looking at what he did when he was with the 49ers, went to the Super Bowl, lost to his brother John, got back to the AFC title game the next year. He's an outstanding football coach, the way he's been able to turn around Michigan, what he was able to do in San Francisco. Mike Vrabel is available, and I thought he did an outstanding job in Tennessee. I was there when he first came to Tennessee. I think Raves is a really good coach. Players love him. He's a former player. New England make, would make a lot of sense for him. Hell, if Ohio State somehow became open, if Ryan Day went to Alabama, which I don't think is going to happen, that would make a lot of sense for him. This is a fairly star-studded head coach free agent class that you bring up here, JJ. And the Carolina Panthers, and I didn't even mention Ben Johnson, who is the wonder boy right now, Frank Smith. If the Panthers can land any of those guys... I think you feel good about where the organization potentially could be headed in the future with those head coaching prospects. There's a lot of proven, and that's what I think makes it pretty good compared to recent classes. Like Ben Johnson's not proven. It's still a gamble. But Pete Carroll's proven. Mike Brable's proven. Jim Harbaugh's proven. Bill Belichick's proven. Uh, Dan Quinn, to a lesser extent, is proven. A lot of proven commodities there at head coach when typically you're going out there trying to get the hot name at coordinator, and you don't really know whether they're going to work out or not. So very interesting head coach class that's available right now across the NFL. Now, the Carolina Panthers have someone in-house who will be interviewing for their head coaching job. Atlanta would also like to talk to him as well. What does the future hold for Jero Vero here in Carolina and across the league? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and your best price guarantee game time takes guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F. L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Weekly Friday Mailbag is back here on Locked On Panthers for the remainder of the offseason. Again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, at me at Julian Council. DM me at Julian Council to get your questions in for next week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. Now going over to um, a man named Mouse. Now, I don't know if that's his actual name. I doubt it's his actual name, but I did not get his real name in time uh, before recording the show, but he does have an interesting question I'd like to answer right now. So Mouse is asking me, how do you feel about a scenario where the Panthers hire Gerald Vero as our head coach so the defense can build on a somewhat successful season and bring a fresh mind in as our OC? So this is something I'm really wondering. Jero Vero interviewed for the Panthers job last year, the Cardinals job, the Broncos job, the Colts job, and the Texans job. All five jobs that were available last hiring cycle, this man was there speaking to each and every single one of those owners, and he landed here in Carolina after also interviewing for the defensive coordinator job, um, I believe, in Minnesota, because he had a connection with Kevin O'Connell, of course, here and there was somewhere else he also interviewed. So he was a hot commodity last year as far as a head coaching candidate and a D.C. candidate. And he's already a hot commodity as a D.C. candidate as Jaguars want to talk to him. And David Kepper said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. He's not allowed to talk to you. Now, the Falcons have requested permission to speak to Jero Vero about their head coaching job. Jero Vero is going to interview here in Carolina. What I really want to know about his interview last time around, what was his pitch for offense? We have seen this season a Jero Vero with Shaq Thompson missing the majority of the season, with J.C. Horn missing the majority of the season, both of your safeties, Von Bell and Xavier Woods missing a lot of time, um, Frankie Louvu being banged up too, uh, not getting the same production you've gotten out of Brian Burns recently. He dealt with a ton of injuries. Had a mass unit. Had to go out there with guys like Deshaun Jameson and Alex Cook out on the field. Had to play Troy Hill a ton of snaps. And he actually was pretty good for them. And they still, yardage-wise, were a top-five defense in the NFL. Now, scoring defense wasn't very good. Red zone defense wasn't very good. When you look post by, they gave the team a chance to win pretty much every week. If they had a halfway decent offense, the Carolina Panthers could have won a decent amount of those games after the bye with the way the defense was able to play. And the defensive players like Dante Jackson, Brian Burns have come out and said, we want a Jero Vero back here in Carolina next year. I would imagine that Jeremy Chin wouldn't be one of those people, but he's a free agent as he was phased out. Wasn't really a scheme fit. But we'll see what happens with the potential news co- with the new coaching staff and whether there's a new defensive coaching staff or not. But it would be nice on the defensive side of the ball to have someone who has already shown in Denver and in Carolina that he has the chops to be a high-level defensive coordinator, and he might not have been in the top five of DCs according to the NFL Players Association survey that came out uh, two weeks ago. But we know the players feel strongly about him here in Carolina, and we know from looking at last year's hiring cycle and so far this hiring cycle that he's a coveted coach across the NFL as a coordinator and as a head coach. So I would love to see a Jero Vero here in Carolina. And I've come out and said that guy should be the head coach based off what he's been able to do with that defense. Now the key question is, is he a leader? Can he lead and command a full locker room? 
That is a question I cannot answer and really cannot be answered until he gets that opportunity. And we get overly caught up in play calling on an offensive standpoint, you know, defensive numbers. Like, think about Mike Rabel. Because when Mike Rabel took the job in Tennessee, he had been in in Houston as a DC. The Texans had one of the worst defenses in the league that year. They had J.J. Watt was injured. Um, back when they had Whitney Merciless, he was injured. Had a ton of injuries that season that hampered the defense. And that was a bottom third. I think one of the worst, five worst defenses in the league that year. But still, the Titans looked at Mike Vrabel as a former player and as someone who they felt like was a leader and would be the best option for their organization moving forward. And Mike Vrabel helped them win the division multiple times. They're the number one seed in the AFC. They went to the AFC title game. Great coach for Tennessee, especially knowing that that has been a bad organization. And they made a terrible decision, in my mind, letting Vrabes go. Mike Vrabel discounted the thought of you have to have someone who has to be a great play caller, has to be coming off of a, a good defense. And that's typically what allows someone to be a candidate. Mike Vrabel's a leader of men. And that's what's really important. So if Gerald Vero is a leader of men and a good DC, and I don't know if he's going to still call the defensive plays or not, then I would be interested in pairing him with an OC. But also David Tepper could be looking at it as, I can go out there and get Frank Smith, or I can go get Ben Johnson, and then I already have Gerald Vero under contract where I can pair a head coach who's a play caller, strong, a strong uh, offensive mind with a Gerald Vero. Or it could just be a Gerald Vero as a head coach, then bringing in his own guy. He has ties to the McVeigh and Shanahan or He can't find someone to, to take over. And I know you're going to be concerned about, oh, well, that guy's successful, then you'll leave. Well, that'll be good. The Panthers suck right now. So being successful and having your coaches actually desired other places on the offensive side of the ball, that would be a good thing. I don't look at that as a negative. It would be a good thing. And in the same case goes of deep defense, constantly Kyle Shanahan's trying to go out there and find a new defensive coordinator. Robert Sala gets a new job. You saw what happened with Domingo Ryan's getting a new job. He has to bring in Steve Wilkes. He's continuously having to bring in new defensive minds. And there's not a ton of drop-off defensively because they have the players. If you have the players, then it doesn't matter. If Bryce Young works out to be a good coach or good quarterback and you get the right pieces around him, then it won't be that big of a deal whether you lose your defensive coordinator, your offense coordinator, what you want is success, which the Carolina Panthers currently do not have. So I would be down with that setup with Jero Vero as the head coach and then bringing in an OC and maybe I'd be down with the setup of a offensive-minded head coach coming in and then having Jero Vero. We just saw that, didn't work out, so you got to get the right offensive-minded coach. But it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him. Now, Wilson has a question about a Jero Vero saying, if David Tepper allows Jero Vero to be free and interview for other head coaching jobs, wouldn't this compensation be better than holding on to him as DC for one more year before his contract is up and he can leave on his own? Now, Wilson sent me a screenshot of the new Rooney rule rules that came out a couple years ago where if a team uh, loses a minority executive or coach to another team, that team would receive a third-round compensatory pick for two years. And if they lost both a coach and personal member, they would receive a third-round compensatory pick for three years straight. The Carolina Panthers are in desperate need of draft capital. So it may end up being the best thing for the team, for Jero Vero, to go get a head coaching job elsewhere. And the Panthers being able to get a compensatory pick in the third round for the next two years, knowing that they are lacking in draft capital and that can help them get a cheap young player who hopefully can come in and be an impact player. But also it'd be nice to have a Jero Vero here. My thought is if David Tepper is not going to hire this man for the second year in a row to be his head coach, then he should allow him absolutely to seek employment elsewhere. Now, Jero Vero signed a three-year 
$9.3 million deal. He has compensated handsomely here in Carolina. He is technically not a free agent in the coaching market until 2026. And that's more of the DC coaching market. As far as the head coaching market, of course, he can take another job. And I don't think David Tepper should be blocking that. Blocking the Jags from hiring him, I totally get that, especially if he's going to interview for the head coaching job. I understand that you would want to maybe pair him with another offensive-minded coach uh, when the time comes. But if it comes to a head coaching job, David Tepper should not block that. David Tepper should interview him here, but he should also allow him to interview in Atlanta and in New England and in Los Angeles with the Chargers and wherever else he would like to interview and those places would like to interview him. That's my opinion. Like, if you're not going to hire the man to be the head coach, then you should allow him to seek employment elsewhere, even if that means him being a DC elsewhere. Just my thought. I think it's a little bit different than some other situations because he interviewed for five jobs last year. That's just how I feel about the situation. What about Ben Johnson? Would he fit here with Bryce Young? Would Bryce Young fit with him? Let's talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk about real life for just a moment? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if you or one of your loved ones got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully... You and I, all of us, will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A few more questions here on this weekly Friday Mailbag edition of Locked On Panthers. Now headed over to Cameron who's been a longtime listener. I appreciate you, Cameron, for listening and supporting the show. He says, looking at offenses and quick schemes, even though Ben Johnson is from the area and probably most teams' first choice, do you think he'd adapt to Bryce's play style? From first look, someone's offense like Bobby Slowick or... Frank Smith seemed to fit based uh, seemed to be a fit based on the type of quarterback play and quick draw styles that I think would work good for Bryce. Maybe it's just a Panthers fan accepting Ben Johnson already denied us once. LOL. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence that Ben Johnson will be the head coach here in Carolina, but every man has a price, and if his price truly is the fifteen million dollars that Josina Anderson put out there a couple weeks ago and David Tepper is willing to meet that or even go higher, then he could be the next head coach in Carolina. And this is going to continue to be said by people. There's only 32 jobs, and someone's going to take the job. Obviously, someone's going to take the job. I still think the Carolina Panthers can get a good coach. This may be the least desirable job out there on the market right now, but all they need is one person who's a quality candidate to believe like this is their top job. Like 
This may be the bottom job, according to me and a lot of people out there. But if John, Ben Johnson thinks this is the top job out there for him, that's all that matters. If Bill Belichick, for whatever reason, believes this is the top job for him, Jim Harbaugh, that's all that really matters. The Carolina Panthers will find someone qualified to be their head coach. Will it be their top candidate? They'll probably tell you that, but that will not necessarily be the case because it didn't sound like they hired their top candidate last year. They wanted Ben Johnson, never interviewed. They were all on Shane Steichen, and that, of course, didn't happen as he went with the Colts, and they kind of moved off of him. Then they got Frank Reich. That was not a name we were talking about when all this started last year. So there could be another name that emerges. There's still some time to figure these things out. They can't really start talking to anybody in person until the 22nd anyway. So we still uh, got another week plus before we get there. But I think any smart coach is going to adapt their style to the player around them. We just saw Sean Payton go to Denver, and you thought maybe that marriage with him and Russell Wilson would work out, and Sean Payton said, nah, this does not work out, and that Russell Wilson does not fit me, and there's a lot of people who have commented saying that the things that Sean Payton has done in the past, which a lot of that quick passing game, that is not really who Russell Wilson is, so if you're going to bring in a head coach, you're going to want this guy to be able to get the best out of Bryce Young, of course. You're going to want his offensive style to fit what Bryce Young does best. And smart coaches try to, they fit their defense to the personnel that they have. They don't try to put, you know, a square peg in a round hole and have the, the personnel not really fit them, but they're like, this is my style. This is what I'm going to run. Like you need to find somebody who can adapt to a ton of things, not just the offense and Bryce Young, but a lot within the organization, be flexible. So I don't know whether Frank Smith or Bobby Sloak are the top guys. We've seen what Bobby Sloak's been able to do working with C.J. Stroud this year, and you would love to see that here in Carolina, what Frank Smith has been able to do, helping be an architect of that offense with Mike McDaniel down in Miami. All of them are certainly interesting candidates that potentially could come here to Carolina and they could elevate Bryce Young to where the Carolina Panthers thought he would be when they decided to trade up all that compensation for him to be the number one overall pick in the draft last spring. Final question comes from Alex, who asked, with the recent news that the Jets will move off of Zach Wilson, should the Panthers make a trade? I bet we could get him for a second, a fourth, and a sixth. Uh, yes, 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 yes. The Jets, once again, are telling you that we think this quarterback is terrible and we don't want him. We're going to get somebody else. They already have somebody else, that being Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to get a veteran backup, novel concept. Maybe they should have done that this past season. They didn't do it, didn't protect themselves. So Zach Wilson, he is on the outs and unfortunate for Zach Wilson. Hey, Aaron Rodgers not gotten hurt. People would still think Zach Wilson was bad, but there would be the belief that maybe, just maybe, sitting back there in the shadows, he was learning something. Nope, didn't get that opportunity, and he was just as bad as he had ever been uh, when he got the opportunity to play this season, aside from that wild Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Really weird how he just like was cooking. Looked better than Mahomes for like, an entire game. It's just weird how that worked out. But no, 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 no. Do not, under any circumstance, give up any compensation for Zach Wilson. No, I'm good. Thanks for the question, though. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I will be back with you next Friday to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And on tomorrow's show, that's right, Saturday, a special edition. I'm going to talk to Mike K, who's going to give you an update on the Carolina Panthers head coach and general manager search. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.